This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. G'day, everybody. Thanks very much for joining me. I appreciate it. I've got a magnificent conversation to share with you featuring Aaron Stainthorpe from My Dying Bride. Now, this chat occurred aboard the 2024 edition of 70,000 Tons of Metal, so we talk all about the boat and the experience and of course dive into other topics related to my dying bride so here he is aaron stainthorpe thanks for taking the time out we spoke um what was orion ghost of orion okay yeah we had a good chat back then uh john health australia organized it for us it was great to have a bit of an extended conversation back then about things but uh i guess given the fact that we're here on seventy thousand tons of metal it uh, begs the question how are you finding the whole thing Good. We're, I mean, the world and ourselves are pretty much back to normal, I suppose, if you yeah. can call it that. Um, yeah, back doing gigs. I mean, this is the third time we've done this, and it's brilliant. And I, I, during the whole pandemic thing, we kind of figured, well, I mean, cruise ships are the worst place to go when there's a pandemic. Uh, well, if there's bugs going around, this is where you're going to get them. And so yeah. we kind of thought that's probably it for that 70,000 tonnes. And so to be invited back, it's great. And we've got a new album on the horizon. And so I think we're, we're rocking and rolling again like we used to. Yeah, fantastic. And it's great news, by the way. Just on the boat front again, how did you find the, the onshore experience of Puerto Plata? It was interesting because we walked straight through the um, tourist bit, mm. straight out through security. Um, there was immediately someone being arrested um, by a, in a police car. And we just walked through the streets, and it, there's obviously quite a lot of poverty. Um, we walked around to an old fort, did some touristy things, um, and we tried to find a beach. But the amount of plastic that's washed up against the, yes. the shore and the smell was horrendous. So we had a bit of an experience of what it's like mm. to be in the Dominican Republic. And then we went back to the resort area and had a margarita. So it's just, how the other half live. It's that contrast between the, the, the clear poverty that's there. It's almost an insult that a cruise ship shows up in such a poor place. Um, and then most people who get off don't even go to see the towns. They stay in that resort. Um, we, you know, it doesn't make me a better person for trying to absorb someone else's culture. But I like to, you know, I'm, I'm a man of the world. I grew up in Germany. I've lived all over the place, and I like to experience other people's cultures. Um, it, it, it wasn't great, but it is what it is. Yeah, I'm really glad you gave me that response actually, because I felt something similar. I went on a walking tour. Now, my wife's family, or well, her mother's family, from the Philippines. God, it reminded me of the Philippines. Right. And just that juxtaposition of what do you call it, obscene wealth, but clear wealth, and just see if your pants style poverty. Oh, yeah. is on display there and, it, and as somebody in the Philippines explained to me it's like we still want the tourists we still want people to come because if you don't then we have absolutely nothing yeah 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 I suppose that makes yeah, some there's sense there's a paradox around it isn't it yeah I believe the first time we did this we went to Grand Cayman mm. that was actually quite nice the second time we went to Jamaica and they almost wouldn't allow us out of the port because mm. they said it's too dangerous there's guns everywhere and poverty so we hired a minibus and went to Montego Bay but going from the port to Montego Bay, it, it was awful. It mm. was, it was, it's not what you see on TV. When people talk about Jamaica, mm. you want golden sands and palm trees, which we got when we got to Montego Bay, which had um, 
secure entrance, armed guards. When they came on board, they checked all our paperwork, made sure we weren't locals, and then they allowed us in, and then they closed the big gates behind us, Jurassic Park style. Yeah. And we just thought, that's very, very odd. The locals are, allowed, are not allowed anywhere near that. Um, and so that was a bit weird. And then I heard one of the years, the ship stopped at Haiti, which is oh my the God. poorest place ever. And again, you, you sort of think, well, that's, why, why are you doing that? But then if they, if the ship doesn't come, the money doesn't oh come. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it must have been before the earthquake though. I couldn't imagine that they would have done no, that afterwards. No. Yeah. Horrendous, yeah. Well, talking about horrendous countries, Australia. <laughs> when are you coming to visit us again? <laughs> well, we've never been. We've never been to what? Australia. We've never wow. been to Japan. Okay. We've been to South America once. We've, we've, there's a lot of American tourists here and they, you know, when, when are you coming? We, the last time we played America was Maryland Death Fest a few years ago. Yeah. We did tour with Ronnie James Dio back in 1996. Mm -hmm. um, we've never been invited to Australia or, or Japan. And we've, I've just been chatting with the Catatonia boys. They're heading to Japan after this. And Australia. And, Australia. Yeah. and I'm just thinking, well, if those guys are going, <coughs> they're not dissimilar to My Dying Bride. Why aren't we going? And uh, we've asked a question to our, our promoter and he just says, the money's not there. You, because there's six of us in the band and two or three crew, depending on the budget. Mm. He says, flying you guys around the world, we, we don't need to make a profit to do gigs, but we'd like to break even so yeah. we're not paying to get there. And he just says, I can't find a venue that's willing to take you for the fee we need to get you there and back. And so it's all right, we get loads of Australia fans saying, why aren't you coming? And our promoter blames it. He says, ticket prices won't, it just won't do it. That's crazy. Yeah, I had it in the back of my mind that you had toured sometime in the early 2000s. Never been. There you go. Okay. Well, I hope that changes. I mean, like I say, we've got a new album out. We're on Nuclear Blast. I don't know if it's got anything to do with... We were on Peace Hill for 25 years. We're now on Nuclear Blast. We're kind of hoping... Maybe we can piggyback with someone else. Paradise Lost or something like yeah, that. Because sure. we've just done two great shows with Paradise Lost. We've known them forever. We did London and Bradford. Like a homecoming thing. Both gigs sold out. Everyone got on like a house on fire. And I actually saw Paradise Lost manager and I said, why don't we take this on tour? Mm. And hopefully they might be thinking about it. Well, I know Anathema aren't doing their thing these days, but they only came three or four years ago and they've got more members than you guys. Well, I, I will play anywhere. Yeah. I'm a man of the world, I will go anywhere. I know it's like you guys, it's just, yeah, the situation business-wise doesn't, doesn't align, but you have fans in Australia, you know that. Yeah, of course. Okay, you know that. And uh, you see the still the guys like me 45, 50 you see them in the crowd they're the old school you know like Gods of the Sun t-shirt right, or whatever yeah. you see them around they're there but I can't explain it it's, it's I don't get involved with gigs and stuff because it's too much maths and it's not my <laughs> cup of tea Turn Loose to Swans and I've mentioned like Gods of the Sun uh, as far as I'm concerned they're your classic albums but you've got many okay you're one of those bands where you have epochs okay but have you been asked a la Sodom where they're doing Agent Origin. Have you guys been asked to do an album? Uh, only once, um, for Roadburn, the festival in Holland. Right, yeah. They get the, the weirdest, most wonderful things, and they <laughs> asked us to do Turn Loose the Swans. I can't remember how long ago now it was. And we just said, yes, why not? But no one else has asked us, so it's, we, we are happy to do an album from start to finish, but only one person has ever asked us to do it, so we've only done it once. I must have a perception of you guys being this 
grand almighty heavy metal act that is everybody should covet or what have you but you know I say that with great respect yeah I just thought, would have thought that the promoters would have been knocking on your door and saying you got these albums let's do it they're not, lock, they're not knocking loud enough. We will do it, but no one's asked. There you go. Okay. Well, on that note about potentially what might be coming up, so you already mentioned at the, at the start of the conversation that an album is on the horizon. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, it was, it's recorded. We recorded it in Yorkshire. Um, and it's our second album for Nuclear Blast. And I believe it's out on April the 19th, mm-hmm. I think. Um, unless there's any complications um, and it's called Immortal Binding and seven songs and um, I think it's rather good <laughs> but that's just my opinion of course and it's the first album that Neil our guitar player has uh, been involved with writing and recording okay. he joined just as we were putting the finishing touches to Ghost of Orion I think there's a bit of twiddly guitar that he may have contributed on that album but this one is the full He's helped write it, he's helped record it, and he's just been judging the belly flop competition. Right. His face is bright red, he's been in the sun for far too long. Um, so it's, it's nice to have him on the album as well. He's bringing some really good riffs to the, to the party. And okay. um, I hope, you know, when it comes out, people will enjoy it. I, I don't want to say typical is the wrong word, it's, it's what people would expect yeah. from a My Dying Bride album right. without just yeah. repeating yourself over and over again. So, yeah, you. you're one of those bands that I think is a fan of the group, and I am a fan of the band. You just hope you don't change, you know. Well, we know what we're doing. Yeah. Why mess with it? Why mess with that? We, we've put all the ingredients together and we create nice things. We think are nice. If we start messing with it too much, which arguably we did with 34.788%, some people think that was a little bit of an extreme move from tradition for us. I don't think it was. Um, but, you know, you know what you're good at. Yeah, and, and we're going to stick to what you're bloody good at. It. Yeah, yeah exactly. You. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, I've just been given the knock at the door there. But um, <coughs> obviously, things are going really well with Nuclear Blast, and I'll make that mm. the last question for you. Yeah, so you're planning on staying with them for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I mean, that, again, that's our decision. If they want to drop us, they can drop us. Because what's funny, because they signed us, the contract was up with Peaceful, mm-hmm. and we looked elsewhere. And, and Peaceville offered us loads of record labels offered us contracts which is great it's nice to see that even after all these years we mean something yeah. so people were offering us loads of contracts we felt we'd, we'd reached a plateau with Peaceville we couldn't get any higher and we thought we still had more to give so we wanted a bigger label who could push us further which is exactly what we did and we're still best friends with Peaceville um, but we, we needed we needed more so we went to Nuclear Blast and the relationship's been great because we went out for a meal with them and we said, we're not going to change. You do realise that, don't you? And they said, that's exactly what we wanted to hear. Don't yeah. write three-minute radio-friendly songs. Mm. Just carry on doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, so that's great. So, so far, so good. But I, I do, I've heard that they've been taken over by some French dance label. Oh, my God. Okay. And so now some of the key decisions are probably not nuclear blasts. They're the money makers and the pen pushers at a bigger label. So if we get dropped, I mean, there's no talk of it, but if yeah. we get dropped, it won't be because Nuclear Blast don't like us anymore, it'll be because the pen pushes yeah. consider us to be. Mm. Well, God, God help the world if you guys start playing French dance music, there you go. I know, yeah, <laughs> that would be weird. I better wrap it up. Thanks so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure, thank you. Yeah. Cheers, anytime. Yeah. Well, there you have it. 
What a great conversation with Aaron from My Dying Bride. Okay, there are many more conversations that were conducted aboard 70,000 tonnes of metal. I've got a very special tab on my website, simply saying 70,000 tonnes, and you can go on there and check out chats with the members of bands such as Angra, Blood Red Throne, Inhuman Condition, Nocturnal, Scar Symmetry, Sodom, The Halo Effect, Tigers of Pantang Unleashed, and as you just heard, My Dying Bride. All right, that's it from me. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until the next one, it's a goodbye for now.